I'm there on the weekends up there taking care of animals with the team. You got a, a great team there. It's a small team, but a great team that works together. And well, I started about 20 years ago. Uh, my dear friend Carol Burgess founded Harmony in Fairview. Okay. And we decided to reopen it in West Nashville. And we are rocking along. Lots of lots of animals. One of the primary calls that we get are, I found a bird. It's on the ground. What do I do? And in most situations, you should let it alone unless there's an imminent danger to that animal because the parents are helping it and feeding it and it just needs a couple of scary days on the ground until it gets back <laughs> uh -huh. up into flight. All the storms that have been coming through and just destroying nests and a lot of babies will be found on the ground. Renesting is possible and preferable. You play the video calls and you put the baby near where they found it and the mama will actually come down and, and pick it up and then bring it back. Oh, nice. Isn't that cool? Nice. The award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've got a great show lined up for you today, Don. We do extra special, especially for this time of year. It's perfect. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting warmer out there. Uh-huh. Although the morning was pretty cold and baby wildlife are starting to run around you right. may see them in your yard and uh, we got a few experts in the house to right, talk about that today right. if you find one what you do and all that fun stuff uh -huh. so. don uh as always we like to highlight a radio station do you want to kick that off yeah wfhu 91.5 the lion on the campus of freed hardeman university and uh, we're all over that station i tell you what we're they're using the extras uh, every day of the week and all also running the um, the full wildcast on Saturdays and Sundays. So so we appreciate them as well as our other radio partners. That's great. Yeah, we're adding more and more every week, seems like, uh, and even TV stations. Yeah. Community TV stations are picking us up. So We'll be talking more about that coming up. So. Yeah, we may have to do a whole show about how to find us. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> that may get boring, though. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited about today's show. Uh, we're going to be talking with Stasia and Melody, some wildlife rehabilitators from Harmony Wildlife. And uh, we're excited to have you guys in studio. We're excited Thank you to be so here. Much. <laughs> We're really excited to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Rusty Bowles works for us, and he uh, he helps you guys and helps manage the permits and things that y'all need to to do the work that you do. And he said, "I got the perfect ladies for you to, to yeah come on did. the show and highly recommended." Uh, <laughs> you know, this is the time of year when this uh, y'all y'all services really amp up right mm -hmm. very yeah. much so <laughs> yeah. we call this baby season <laughs> <laughs> and we get all kinds of phone calls and, and messages on social media and all kinds of uh inquiries and how do we do this or that or help this animal or help that animal but uh, i'm excited what we're going to cover today it's going to be great information for those uh, listening and watching today but first i want to learn about you guys so um whoever wants to kick it off tell us about harmony uh wildlife and tell us about yourself Stasia. Oh, okay. I got voted first. Um, thanks again for having us here. I'm Stasia. I'm the executive director for Harmony Wildlife, and I do everything from scrubbing cages to asking people for donations to um, answering the phones and helping facilitate get, getting animals to the rehab. Um, I'm there on the weekends up there taking care of animals with the team. 
And I am just part of a group, and I couldn't do it without folks like Melody here who um, really, you know, we all work together to make it to make it happen. So pass, pass it over to you. <laughs> yeah. um, and I am the facilities director, and I do wildlife rehab. Um, sometimes I'm there from sunrise to sunset, <laughs> just like well after um, rearranging things and putting <laughs> really labels us on order. things. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Well, I started about 20 years ago. Um, my dear friend Carol Burgess founded Harmony in Fairview. Okay. And when I moved to Tennessee in 2000, I was didn't know anybody, and I was like, what am I going to do with all this time? So I started volunteering at Harmony Wildlife. And then uh, a few years ago, two years ago exactly, we decided to reopen it in West Nashville. So okay. that's where we are located now, and we are rocking along. Lots of Lots of animals. Well, off mic, you were you were talking about how uh, you got a, a great team there. It's a small team, but a great team that works together and and kind of had a merge of of companies that created Harmony Wildlife Rehabilitation. And then, uh, but you also teammate team up with your other rehabilitators in the area. You're always working together, right? Right. Every single day. Because there's Very so many animals coming in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Middle Tennessee has a really great network of rehabbers and. Um, a lot of us have worked together in varying degrees, whether, you know, it was at a different center or at, you know, vet hospitals, um, or we've met at conferences. At, but, yeah, we all work together all the time trying to keep communication open, make sure, you know, the animals are going to the best place and all that. It takes a lot of work to, you know, get it all figured out, but... There's a lot of good people here, so we're lucky to have. Yeah, and examples of our collaboration. So Walden's Puddle yeah. asked us to uh, watch our family. Actually, it wasn't a family. It was a mama red fox who had mange. And then the night before she came over to us, she had two babies. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then at Harmony, she had three more. Oh, it was wow. amazing. And so we got to watch them for a few weeks, and then they went back to Walden's. And then conversely, we just had uh, we had three babies. Remember that big windstorm that came through Tennessee in February? Yes. Well, it knocked down three separate nests, one in Belmede, one in Clarksville, and one in Murfreesboro. And these great horned owlet nests blew to the ground, mm -hmm. and they couldn't be renested. So we got the three babies to us, and we had them what, about two months. Oh, I mean, up until this week, yeah. so February to now. Uh -huh. And we do not yet have a flight barn, which is a really large enclosure that's needed for larger raptors to be able to, you know, learn how to fly. Sure. So right. Walden's very graciously took them from us, and they're going to finish the rest of the rehab. So that's just an example. We're we're part of a network of licensed rehabbers in Tennessee, and we we really do work together to try to figure out the best way to help the the animals that we're working with at that time. That's great. Real life story. I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to Stasia. I talked to her last Thursday afternoon, early evening. She was on her way out the door to do a renesting of a screech owl. <laughs> but um, a friend of mine had sent me a text and a picture of a of an owl that had. Uh, kind of found a home on his back deck and he realized there was something wrong with it of course it, it I'm not sure exactly what was wrong with it but anyway he knew it needed help so anyway I I uh, was able to 
reach Stasia through the uh, through the website. Yeah, you know, the new design, new design paid off big time. And uh, so, as I understand it, Peggy uh, came out and and uh, picked up the the owl. And yes. uh, so anyway, I'll so, I'll find the rest of the story at some point. An important member of our team is Peggy Riling. She does our volunteer directors, and we were so lucky to get her. She used to work at the Chattahoochee Nature Center in Georgia, mm-hmm. and she focused on raptor care and renesting. She just happened to be driving by, and I said, wow. I got a call from Dawn. And <laughs> so she went, and, and the, the reason that I think this is so timely is that right now, baby birds are starting to leave their nest. Mm. Um, and this was an example of what we call a brancher. Uh-huh. And this was an owl. It was a great horned owl uh-huh. that had actually left its nest, and the parents will feed it on the ground. Unfortunately, it picked your friend's uh, back deck, (laughs) and they did not really want an owl on their deck. So Peggy actually was able to put the owlet back into the tree. The mama owl is flying around, Mm. watching and hooting. Yeah, it was really cool. So that's you know that's one thing that we do is we if whenever possible we don't actually want the animal to come to us we want the animal to stay back out in the wild the quickest right. way back to nature right yeah back to their it's like we would home. we would rather them not ever even get in our door yeah right. like if there's anything to prevent that like re-nesting opportunities or. Uh, you know, things like that, like that's definitely preferable. So great. <laughs> yeah. Cause if they end up in your place, uh, there's a chance that it could be, have that human imprint and then it not want, not be easily released. Right. <laughs> you should have seen us with these great horns. We, we would dress up in full ghillie suits and go, and I'm not joking. We'd have an owl puppet. We would be hiding. We would do anything we can to not imprint on these babies. But I, we did a good job. They did not, yeah. like, they did not like us, which is perfect. Good. That's, oh, that's really what good. we want. Awesome. Good. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, how do you, when their animals are in your facility, you know, are you doing that there too? Uh, not to, so they don't imprint and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, for example, with that, um, a volunteer came in one day when I was doing the great horns, and I just emerge out of this room as like a tree person, and they're just like, ah, <laughs> like sorry, like I was just taking care of the great horned owls. Like, but um, yeah, we do as much as we can uh, to make sure. You know, talking is to a minimum and that we're mm. quiet. Uh, things are very peaceful and calm energy there. Just, you know, so they have a nice atmosphere to heal in. Yeah. Um, and so they don't get used to humans. I think, I think that's a big misconception. <laughs> they think that at the, a lot of people who want to volunteer, they think that they're just going to get a chance to, you know, pet animals. Come and name the animals and that kind of thing. You know, yeah, we yeah. just cuddle them, yeah. kiss them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's really not like that. In fact, the, the less contact we can have with them, uh-huh. the better, because a successful wildlife rehabilitation situation is one where they go back and, you know, that animal does not want to interact with humans. It just right. wants to do its own thing out right. there in the wild. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you may not have percentages, but basically, what's the success rate uh, for you guys? I mean, are you seeing a lot I of animals? I do have a percentage. Okay, we all right. Had, we had a, last year we had our seventy percent release rate, oh, which is man. pretty, pretty darn good. Hey, yeah, that's, yeah, that's real good. Uh, yeah, and it varies by species, and also you know. It, it, 
it depends on what happened to that animal. Um, you know, there's some animals like the ones that got attacked by domestic cats last year. Mm. I think only one survived. Um, is that, I think that's right. Just the one hummingbird yeah. survived. Mm. But that can happen. I mean, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool. That's good. That's that's some that's that would pass TCAP, right? Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um well before we get too far from the website, I just want to mention that again. I mean we, we redesigned this. We've got a button there that says find a, re- a rehabilitator by animal ID. So we're we're trying to make it easier for the public if they find a bird or a rabbit or whatever it may be, if they're not sure exactly what animal that might be, they can uh-huh. look at that and say, Oh, that's a you know, that's a raptor, so that's maybe a different bird specialist, right? Yes. And, and and so on. So explain a little bit about that. And, and I know Todd's going to show some of the pictures and stuff from the website, but <laughs> we've got mammals, birds, reptiles, amphibians, and, and that kind of breakdown. That'll be helpful for the situations where we get a call that's like, like I have a an injured baby uh, robin, and then they send a picture, and it's a baby hawk, <laughs> and we're or, like, or a parakeet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think you know that'll be very helpful to have on the website for yeah. situations like that. So <laughs> yeah, I love the update. I think y'all awesome. did a great job. Yeah. Well, just so folks know, tnwildlife.org, and on the homepage. Uh, depending on when you're listening or watching right now, it says, help, I found an animal. There's a little uh, bunny there. Click on that. It'll take you to the, the new page where you can uh, locate the right help, you know, the help that you need right. for the animal that you have. Yep. And we're adding photos all the time, trying to get some stuff out there so folks can identify before they call you because that's important, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> knowing where to go. So, um, You guys had some specifics on certain species too, right, that you, we you do. brought with you? We yeah, do. we kind of put we we're kind of thinking about you know what are some of the most common reasons we see certain animals come uh-huh. in and things like that, and especially during the springtime um, when everybody's having their babies, like there are just streams of of calls from like just certain animals for. And usually, you know, they we start seeing trends with each one. Uh-huh. Um, so we kind of noted some of those um, to go over, kind of make people think about it, and you know, try to take measures to prevent those things from happening. Because um, that, again, that's our biggest thing is prevention. Right. Um, but yeah, so yeah, because you know, animals aren't always orphans. They're not always injured. No, uh, it may just be like you Sometimes said. Sometimes it's a kidnapping. <laughs> well, it could be a kidnapping, or like you said, you know, it was that time for that owl to to be right. moved from the nest, and then the the parent still comes back. You know, I can't tell you how many calls. I mean, last night I was sitting there answering, and you know, it, it, that happens multiple times every single day. There was a school there uh, that has a barred owl nest, and the owlet had jumped down, and she was concerned because it's near a road, and could I come? And I was like, just you know, just let it be. And sure enough, it's back in it. They texted this morning. It's back up. It's in, in, in the branches okay. near its nest and the parents are taking care of it. Yeah. So, I, you know, one of the primary calls that we get are, I found a bird. It's on the ground. What do I do? And in most situations, you should let it alone unless there's an imminent danger to that animal because the parents are helping it and feeding it. And it mm-hmm. just needs a couple of scary days on the ground until it gets back <laughs> uh-huh. up into flight. Um what about bunnies, Melody? Can we give advice about bunnies? Yes, the bunnies, the bunnies. <laughs> it's, it's, people are starting to mow yards, and uh-huh. you know that. I, I, bunnies are injured a lot of times. Oh, but, yes. But, yeah. but not all the time. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt well, there. It's so sad because 
they're just the sweetest, most innocent creatures, and we just see the worst things happen to them. Um, uh, the main thing with that is uh, cat attacks is one of the biggest ones, and unfortunately, it's not an easy one for them to come back from. Uh, yeah, cats, dogs, mm -hmm. um, lawn mowers, weed whackers. Mm -hmm. um, those are all the main ones. Uh, if you find a rabbit, though, and here's another thing. People see the nest, and they're like, there's cats in the neighborhood, and then they take the rabbits out of the nest and call us. Oh, gosh. But the reality is there are cats in every neighborhood, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's a tough life to, uh -huh. to be a lagomorph out there. But in most cases, if the animals aren't injured, if your dog, if, assuming you don't have a dog that you can't contain, if you can put the rabbits back, that's always better mm -hmm. to be with the mother rabbit than to come to us. It's not that we don't love taking care of them, but we're not mother rabbits. So they're mm -hmm. going <laughs> to, and the other thing, they're going to be gone. Like rabbits, they grow up really yeah, fast. Yeah, they grow up like, very like fast. Two to three weeks, they'll be gone. And so if they can just, you know, walk your dog on a leash for a few weeks, uh -huh. if it's in their yard, then, you know, they'll get a chance to watch those rabbits grow up. Um, yeah. So that's, that's another one that we get a lot of. Good tips. Yeah. yeah. Good tips. What, so what's your favorite animal, Jason? What do you want to hear about? Well, let's um, let's go to the one that that scares a lot of people. What okay. about snakes? <laughs> 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 did, I, did I stump you? <laughs> uh, no. Um, so uh, we are licensed through TWRA, and we we are allowed to take care of Class Two animals. So just one thing to note is that any animal that is inherently dangerous to humans is a Class One animal, and we can't take them. So we don't take rattlesnakes, we don't take copperheads, and things uh -huh. like that. Okay. Um, but we can take um, like garter snakes or rat snakes, and um, one very. I don't know how this happens. Maybe do you have a theory in this? Snakes get caught in packing tape. I don't know. Hmm. We got one of those last year, and it's often just a little bit of like Dawn bath or a little olive oil a little, and a, a little snake bath. Little snake bath and get some get some gone. A lot of people are terrified of them. I love snakes. I think they're they're amazing. And if you don't love snakes, just think about all the rats and mice and everything that oh. we'd have everywhere if we yep. didn't have them in there. Um, We've talked about that before. There's a cycle. That's the reason with different wildlife are yeah. on this planet. You know, it's a yeah. cycle. Yeah. I'm not afraid of them either. I love watching them. Uh, but people don't realize there's only a few venomous snakes in yeah. Tennessee, and, yeah. and most snakes are not going to harm you. Yeah. They don't want to bite you. They just want to be left yeah, alone. Yeah, just so. leave them alone. Yeah. So. So a little olive oil bath and, and you're good to go. <laughs> Packing <laughs> tape. Yeah, that's I know, weird. It's that's, so weird, isn't it? It is I weird. Know, I guess maybe it's with all these porch deliveries we have these days, maybe. maybe. I don't know. People that's don't don't dispose of their packing tape yep. properly and or something. And the poor snake is all wrapped up in oh, that gosh. sticky tape, and we just help them get it off, and they, huh. make, they make their merry way. All right. <laughs> this might be a good segue for for just trash in general. Make sure you clean up around your place. Yeah. Um, Put your trash in a trash can. Make sure it gets to the dump or wherever, you know, if you got your pickup or whatever it may be. Make sure it's it's stored away properly. Uh, I, know, just, I know fishing tackle, too, is another uh, yeah, that's tough a one, for especially for birds, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I can attest to it because I've gotten – I've got a – personal drone that I like to fly just for scenic stuff that we shoot video cool. of. And, um, man, I have gotten that thing hung in um, – in old fishing line hanging from trees so yeah. i can attest to how how uh what is that, that people throwing it be. up and well 
Probably they'll just be, getting hung. Oh. They'll be casting. The lure like... gets caught in a tree, and they have to break their <laughs> line off, so sense. it's hanging down. It's hanging straight down. Yeah. And and sometimes it's out of reach, so you can't really reach up there and get it. But uh, you know, wherever possible, man, if anglers could just uh, uh, pick up that that. Wad a fishing line that somebody's left on the bank, or mm-hmm. yeah. or uh, you know, just put it in. The, and I've done that many times. Just put it in my pocket and throw it away later when you get to a trash can. But and that happens yeah. a lot. Um, Lori Campbell is our animal care director, and on her day off, she teamed up. Um, I guess y'all had Devin Blackburn on here last mm-hmm. year as well. She's another rehabber. Yeah. So she and Lori actually went out and they saved a great blue heron that had been wrapped oh, up yeah. in that wire and then they brought it over to Walden's Puddle and they were able to help the birds. So I guess that's another example of how all of the rehabbers, we just kind of all know each other and help each other and work sure. together. This is where we need to show the photo of yes. them at the lake. It's yes. a fantastic photo. That and of put the, that of on the, the screen we'll, right we'll now. send it to you all. Okay, yeah. good. It's, yeah. it's a good one. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, so yeah, put put your fishing line in your pocket. Yeah. Pick it up if you see it. Uh, fill a fill a bag while you fill your tag. That's uh, one of the outdoor stewards conservation's campaign. You know, uh-huh. pick up some trash while you're out there fishing or hunting. All right. So you threw snakes at us, mm-hmm. Don. What's your favorite animal that you want to know about that we can oh, that we can help? Gosh. Uh... How about squirrels? <laughs> squirrels. Oh, squirrels. Oh, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, we've we got a good Yeah, we've got a good amount of squirrels right now. A lot of it is um tree trimming uh-huh. incidents. Um that's something I wanted to hit on is uh if you have people working on your yard or if it's you that does it, always make sure you're assessing for wildlife first. Um and if you do use outside people, make sure you ask them, you know, what are your protocols for checking for wildlife and make sure they have something in place that, you know, you're you're not just running out there with, you know, what do you trim trees with? Chainsaws. <laughs> chainsaws. Yeah. Don't just go out there, you know, waving your chainsaw around without making sure, you know, and animals nest, a lot of them are not going to be obvious to us from out here you know that's part of it they you know it has to be well hidden right so just make sure you're checking stuff before you're wielding any you know swords or anything out in your yard just you know um another one is uh all the storms that have been coming through and just destroying nests and like uh, so a lot of babies will be found on the ground um re-nesting is possible and preferable um if it's we a have healthy instructions on our website on how to yeah. do it oh yeah. okay good yeah. here's a good chance what's the website harmonywildlife.org there you go harmonywildlife.org yeah. and yeah renesting really does work um mm-hmm. if you can if you're patient and you put the time in to do it yeah so that's preferable um but if not then you know yeah so it's actually you go to YouTube and there's a video that plays mama or baby squirrel calls, excuse me. <laughs> and so you actually can we have videos not from from different rehabs. I haven't got one for us yet. We need to get that of uh, you play the video calls and you put the baby near where they found it and the mama will actually come down and, and pick it up and then bring it back. Oh, into nice. Isn't that cool? Nice. So, yeah. you know, and we always want if that's an option, like Melody said, we always want to send them back with their real mothers. Um, the exception is if they're hurt, you know, if they've fallen and they you can see blood or if they 
I mean, what else would we look for if they um, seemed... if they're if they're cold? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. If there's any apparent injuries, anything yeah. like that, then you should call a rehab. But yeah. if the animal's healthy. Let's get it back to mom. Uh huh. So, do you find a lot of your calls coming in from from cities or or populated areas, or more like outside? Out in the country. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Okay. It's really everywhere. And, but the types of calls you get vary. Um, in the cities, we get a lot of window strikes where the birds have hit the windows uh-huh. of the buildings. Um, you know, one that I'm trying to help right now is that this man is very unhappy about where a bird has chosen to create her nest in a parking garage. Mm. And he's very worried about the birds, so I'm trying to like <laughs> talk to him like it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so we we get issues like that, or you know, like a bird has fallen into a parking garage, and then out in the country we get things like you know, um, I'm trying to think, you know, mowing incidents uh-huh. with mowing right. over nests of rabbits, and I mean that can happen everywhere in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we get? I mean, we get. A lot. A lot. Of oh, you know, what we get a lot is um, people who found a, a dead mother opossum on okay. the road, and here's a tip: if you if you're up for it and you and you and you can do it, if you see a dead opossum, if you want to check her pouch on the road, uh-huh. you might find babies. Yeah, babies yeah. that are inside there, and we get a lot of those. And um, so we try to help them whenever we can. And we opossums are wonderful. We love them. So. Well, uh, be safe stopping on the road. Yes. Make sure you got safety first. Safety first. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I mean that's that could happen. Yeah, hmm. it happens a lot. Yeah. Um, Where did our we have a group of baby opossums right now? I forget what the circumstance Which was. One was was that, that a, I think it was an injured mother, and then yeah. people okay. had found that she had babies in her pouch, and so yeah, we had a bunch of those last year too. Yeah. One that I want to make sure we touch on is deer. Yeah. Um, uh, there's been a change to the fawn re- rehabilitation. Uh, uh, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? The you know, protocol. Protocol. Policy. policy. Yeah. yeah. So um, no longer uh, are rehabbers allowed to uh, rehab deer because of the spread of disease. But can you elaborate on, on some of that? I know you said you started with deer, right? Or that was one of your... Yeah. Um, Carol Burgess, who's the founder of Harmony, she actually, way back when, she sort of pioneered wildlife or fawn rehabilitation in Tennessee. She piloted the first program. It was, it was mm-hmm. really successful. Fast forward to today, though, where there is a disease called chronic wasting disease or CWD. You've probably heard about it. Mm-hmm. It's been um, found in 16 counties in western Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And TWRA has is trying to lock it down because yeah. we do not want this spreading. It is not – once an animal has it, there is no cure. Right. It's a terrible way to go. Um, it affects moose and deer and elk. Yeah. Um, Cervid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's – Yeah. Uh, So anyway, the policy is to leave every animal where it is. So that way, you know, when you rehab animals, you necessarily move them from where you found them to the rehab facility. So um, the the approach here is going to be to leave every animal where we found it, which is really hard because when you see a fawn out there, you're like, you're people just, they want to help it. Mm-hmm. The good news, the good news yep. is that the majority of the time, nine that, times out of nine ten, times out of ten <laughs> that animal is just fine. Oh, y'all, I, this was probably one of the funniest things that's ever happened. I, I was at Bonnaroo 
And my neighbor called me because she had found a fawn in her yard, and she was worried because it was hot. It was 95 degrees out. Uh. So she brought it into her basement and gave it Sprite to try to help it. <laughs> and I was like, just put the baby put, back. Put the baby put back. Put the baby back. And sure enough, the doe was out there and yeah. took the baby back. But that's that's really what we want to see. Like you said, nine times out of ten, the Except mom has put the, the baby there for a reason. Yep. Right. Yep. Put yep. the baby back. Because less smell, right? Fawns have less odor and, yep. and they're hidden really well. Yeah. Yep. Well, this has been great. I'm sure we could have covered so much more. Hey, before we go, though, yes. let's let's talk about some donation possibilities. <laughs> you know, uh, we've got a lot of loyal listeners that uh, want to help. Aww. And um, uh, so, so give us uh, the the web address one more time so we can sure, thank you, connect Don. you with those. You can see our work at harmonywildlife.org, and we also have an Instagram account. So if you want to see cute videos and photos of all the baby animals that we work with, we love our Insta account as well. All right, thank you. Good awesome. Deal. Yeah, if you can if you can find uh, a few funds to contribute, do that. Uh, help these ladies out. Help help the whole team. Uh, you know the uh, network of rehab. rehab across the, the state uh, I know they'd really appreciate it so uh, thanks for tuning in thanks for watching thank you ladies for being here thanks thank for you. all you do yeah. thank, you. thank you guys for having us you're welcome you're welcome it's been a great show hope everybody learned something today uh, keep coming back this is Tennessee Wildcast and we'll see you next time thanks for tuning in stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.